Hi, my name is Rick Bloodworth, and you're listening to the Common Sense Christian Channel. Today, we're going to talk about self-esteem, or maybe a better way to put that is just simply the way we look at ourselves. When I was a kid, I used to love the comic strip BC. It was written by Johnny Hart. It was about a caveman, and the main character in this comic strip was BC. He was just a, a short, dumpy, humble, charming caveman. And there was a whole cast of characters that went along with, with B.C., and one of them was his friend Peter. Peter was just the exact opposite of B.C. He was tall, he was good-looking, had wavy hair, and had way too high of an opinion of himself. Well, they're standing there together to, one day, B.C. and Peter, and the phone rings. I know there's no phones in caveman time, but that's what happened. And so the phone rings, and Peter picks up the phone, and from the other end comes this voice this is the world's greatest authority. Well, B.C. can't hear anything, and so he asks Peter, who is it? And Peter thinks for just a second before replying, it's me. Well, I think we've all known people like that who have such a high opinion of themselves that they consider themselves the world's greatest authority in just about anything that you'd care to talk to them about. We have to be very careful about having too high of an opinion of ourselves, don't we? Paul, when he was writing to the church at Rome in, in Romans chapter 12, said that we needed to make sure we didn't have too high of an opinion of ourselves or that we shouldn't think too highly of ourselves. And that certainly is one of the greatest dangers, I suppose, that anybody has is too high of an opinion of themselves. When Jesus was talking about our relationship with God uh, in Luke chapter 17, he compared it to a servant who'd been out uh, in the field with the sheep or with the crops. And, and when he came in, he prepared, after working all day, he prepared a meal for his master, uh, and then he waited on his master. And it wasn't until he was through taking care of the master's needs uh, that he ate himself. And Jesus said that servant should have the attitude of, I'm just an unworthy servant. I've only done what was expected of me. Well, that's the way we are to be as far as our relationship to God. Now, we realize that he loves us, and we realize that he certainly appreciates every effort that we have for him that's an appropriate effort. But we still are servants, and he still is the authority. The reason that we spend so much time, hopefully, reading and studying the Bible is so that we can find out how he wants us to live and what he expects of us. Uh, recognizing the whole time that he is the authority. If we'll do that, our lives are going to be so much better. I read about a man a number of years ago by the name of Viktor Serebriakov. Uh, he was born in 1912 when he was 15 years old. And in school, one of his teachers came up to him and indicated that he just wasn't going to make it, that he might be a lot better off if he'd just enter into a trade school somewhere. And so Victor dropped out of school at the age of 15, and he just, from that point, just went from job to job, becoming little more than an itinerant worker for, for those 17 years. Uh, it wasn't until he was about 32 years old that he was actually given an intelligent test. Uh, I believe he was in uh, the military at the time, and it may have been the military that gave him that intelligence test. It may have just been that he decided to take one on his own. But for what, what, whatever the reason was, he took that test, and when he got the results back, he was stunned. The average IQ is 100. A genius IQ is 140 or above. 
but Victor Cerebriakov's IQ was measured at 161. Well, he was just shocked. Prior to that, he had just considered himself really below average, lucky uh, to get whatever work he could do. And now he started to realize the potential that he had missed all those years. Well, after the military, he entered into the lumber industry and he became quite successful. He became quite the businessman in the lumber field, very intelligent. He filed for and won several patents. And in addition to that, he wrote a number of books. Later on, he went on to become the president of Mensa. Mensa is an organization whose only membership requirement is that you have the IQ level of a genius, 140 or greater. Well, here's the question. How do you go from being what you consider to be below average to being the president of a group of geniuses? And for Victor Cerebriakov, at least, the answer was he didn't start acting differently until he started thinking differently about himself. And it wasn't until he had the complete set of information that he needed to be able to correctly view himself. Well, there's a lot we can learn from that, and especially as Christians. Are you a Christian? Because if you are, you need to understand just exactly what that means for you. When the Apostle John was, was writing uh, his first letter, 1 John in chapter 3 and verse 1, he said, how great is the love that the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God. And then John went on to say, and that's what we are. Well, think about that for a moment. We're children of God. If you're a Christian, you're a child of God. Uh, that position is incredibly high, not because you are so great, but because God is so great. You just look at the world in which we live and, and the way people view people who are uh, the children of royalty. You can be a son or a daughter of a king or a queen, and, and it just seems like the people fawn all over you. Now, I'm not suggesting that people should fawn all over us because we're children of God, but what I am saying is we need to start looking at ourselves as children of God. And once we start looking at ourselves that way, once we start thinking differently about who we are, I believe we'll start acting differently. We'll start acting in such a way that we can actually serve God to the best of our capabilities. We have so many opportunities as Christians. In Romans chapter 3 or 6, it talks about the fact that those who have been buried with Christ in baptism— uh, will not only have their sins washed away, but they'll be raised to walk a newness of life. I think sometimes we get so caught up with the humdrum of life, or maybe we just get so beaten down by the everyday that some days we hate to even get up out of bed because we think we're just going to have to get up and do an unpleasant task all over again. Well, we need to stop looking at life in that way. Each day is fresh and new. When you became a Christian, you were born again. And think of all the possibilities that that suggests. I've never been able to understand when I hear about a young person taking their life by suicide. Uh, they get to the point where they become so discouraged that they just think their life is over. Imagine that, the age of 18 or 17 or 15 or 13, somebody thinking that they've messed their life up so much that there's really nothing left to live for. Oh, their whole life is in front of them. 
They just need to start thinking of themselves differently in order that they might be able to start acting differently. There are so many people who are not Christians, and, and they are indeed without hope in this world. And, and that's one of our duties as Christians is to help other people come in contact with the information they need. Just like Victor Cerebriakov needed the information that he was a genius, people need the information that Christ died for them. He died for them so that they could start over again. And we all need that fresh start. He died for them so that they could have a hope of eternal life. This physical life has a way of beating each one of us down. But we have an eternal soul within us, a soul that is brand new and fresh every day. Every day we have just as much time left as we did yesterday. Maybe not in our physical body, but we have an eternity left with God. I'm convinced we need to start looking at that opportunity with fresh eyes, with fresh enthusiasm, and then get to the business of serving God to the best of our ability. We do that because we love him. And if we love him as we should, we're going to find out what he wants us to do. And then we're going to do it because after all, God so loved the world that he gave his only son for our sins. And Jesus loved us so much that he laid his life down for us. Because of that sacrifice and because of the grace of God, we have a new start anytime we want it. We just need to start looking at life with those fresh eyes, with the understanding that the opportunities are unlimited as far as what God wants us to do and expects us to do. Will we take those opportunities up? Will we meet the challenge and we will, will we begin to live the life that God has called us to? We can only do that if we start thinking of ourselves differently than the man or the woman who thinks of themselves as insignificant or stupid or subpar. You and I are children of God. Let's start living that way. That's all for today. Appreciate your tuning in. I hope this gives you something to think about. We'll see you next time.